0: a vintage performance from Marc-Andre Fleury as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 5-2 win to close out the mini road trip. Let's break down all the action on tonight's Locked On Wild Postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what's up welcome into a locked on wild postcast fresh off of a five to two win for the minnesota wild over the montreal Canadiens to get back to two and one and uh the bulletin board material i guess for this one great special teams play no big lapses on defense nobody got hurt holy cow montreal is a mess that was uh that was something uh, from the Montreal Canadiens here tonight. Uh, they end up going to the box eight times. They, uh, gave up two shorthanded goals. And so it's, it's one of those kind of two sided coins, uh, in this game as the Minnesota Wild took care of business. They, uh, they didn't until the game really got out of hand at the end, they didn't really get into, um, kind of stooping down to Montreal's level. They uh, they played pretty crisp the first two periods, got out to the early lead, added to the lead in the second period, and then there were a ton of fights in the third period that led to the uh, the Wilds having a few players, including Jewel Eriksson Ek, head to the locker room early. But this this is one of those situations where you don't want to take an opponent lightly and you just kind of want to take care of business. And the great equalizer is special teams goals. Uh, I thought the power play looked really good here tonight. Obviously, you get the uh, two shorthanded goals from uh, Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar uh, to start it. Kirill Kaprizov did his thing. Jewel Eriksson-Eck looked really good. Uh, we do need to talk about um, something that I think bears watching with the top power play unit going forward. And Marc-Andre Fleury was uh, just real solid, albeit not challenged a ton uh, in the net. And so you had all in all, you had uh, elements that all combined to uh, create just a nice win against Montreal. And the defense didn't have any uh, major breakdowns in this one. Um, Just a, a really, really good win for the Minnesota Wild here. And it shows you, I think, the level of disparity between teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs and teams like the Montreal Canadiens, And it's always that old adage of, you're probably not as bad as the loss to Toronto. Um, if you can go somewhere between that game and this one, then uh, then you should be just fine. But... I mean, this was a game in which up until the last couple of minutes, I don't think it was ever really a, one that you sweat um, because Montreal just kept giving things back to the Minnesota Wild. Every time it seemed like they would gain even a little bit of momentum. I think back to uh, one of the, uh, the power plays that they had where they basically were just about on the doorstep of scoring, and then Slavkovsky got called for his second penalty to negate the uh, the power play chance and Montreal went right back on the kill and I believe that was the second erickson Ek power play goal that uh, that was scored by the Wilds to uh, to make it at that point then five to one it ended up being five to two so it's it's a situation of just playing your game and uh, taking what the opponent gives you now let's talk about the power play for a second. Loved what we saw from the power play here tonight, because you had a couple of different, couple of different key elements that, uh, that were added in here tonight. Number one, Marcus Johansson being able to be the zone entry player, frees up Kirill Kaprizov to do more without the puck, to get himself in position to not face the amount of traffic that you face coming into the zone directly. And, Marcus Johansson was great Uh, all around tonight, but especially at those zone entries. There were a couple of instances in which he was able to glide through multiple players in traffic. Uh, The one where he gets into the zone, he passes it to Matt Ciccarello, who has the cross ice pass to Kirill Kaprizov, hits him perfectly in stride, and uh, Kaprizov able to get the power play goal at that point to uh, make it 4-1, to that's as good as it gets. That's as good as your power play is going to look. And even in the instances in which they didn't score, they were moving the puck around. They got shots on net. Uh, There were more than a few instances in which Montembeau had to make some pretty tricky saves to prevent further damage. But then Jewel Eriksson-Eck is the net front guy. He was able to uh, to clean one up, clean a couple up. It it just was uh, it was a really, really good, um, I think, all around performance by by the wild. Now, again, we measure it off the fact that um, you're playing Montreal, so you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but. This wasn't a game we've seen the wild struggle against teams like this over the last couple of years, and there was no struggle tonight because even though they didn't score any five-on-five goals in this game, which is a rarity, I thought offensively they held up their end of the bargain too. So not only did you win the penalty kill battle, perfect five-for-five, five. Wild did a great job all night of uh, of getting the puck out of the zone and uh, and getting it down to the other end of the ice. You also had the two shorthanded goals. Great plays by Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame in both instances. That second goal, I have no idea what happens, um, how that puck bounced up over Montembeau into the net. It's just one of those things where you're like, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, but uh, grip and rip from Brandon Duhame to get the scoring started. Um, The power play was good, and five on five, I mean... We saw some really good things from I think just about every line that was out there at points throughout the night, and you had a lot of different hands getting opportunities to uh, to be on a line with Jewel Eriksson-Eck and Marcus Johansson. So for all that we saw go wrong against the Toronto Maple Leafs, we saw a lot of good here in this one tonight. And um, Faber Middleton... Very solid uh, Brodeen and Addison. I thought Addison had some nice plays defensively here tonight as well. You're not as tested in this game as you were against Toronto. So that certainly helps. But again, no defensive breakdowns really in this one to speak of. And so uh, I just I thought there was uh, a lot of I thought there was a lot of good that the uh, the Wilds were able to accomplish in this game here tonight. And um, again, tip of the cap to Mr. Marc-Andre Fleury had some sensational saves in this one. But, you know, again, both sides of the coin. Fleury wasn't really tested until the third period, and he had a ton of, of really good saves in this game. But the Wild did a really good job of keeping Montreal from getting anything established in the defensive zone. They held a lot of zone time a lot of power play time early on um, and, you know, on the penalty kills did a great job of clearing. So that's how you make happy goalie with a defense and a forward group that uh, keeps things clean in front of the net. And so I want to just look quickly at the, uh, before we kind of switch our focus to uh, looking at um what we have coming up here next i want to go to the keys to the game and just uh, take a look at um, how those ended up for the wilds here uh, in this one tonight so uh, as we see here i'm trying to do this but uh, i don't think it's going to cooperate well the wild did not get called for a too many men penalty. That was key number one. So that got taken care of. No, no uh real bad exchanges on the um in getting multiple players off the ice. So no problem there. Um the wilds did a great job as well of um just keeping the net front clean and controlling zone time. So for tonight, Wild went three for three on the keys to the game which is usually a good recipe for success for your Minnesota Wild. Now, I want to get to your comments when we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. So uh, hit the comments section. We've already got a few comments uh, that we will uh, run through. But if you have anything you'd like to contribute to the show here tonight, uh, make sure that you do so. And uh, we'll get to those here in just a second. Minnesota Wild pick up a 5-2 to win over the Montreal Canadiens. More of our Lockdown Wild postcast coming your way after this. Today's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by game time. And if you are a fan of living in the moment like I am, you've probably tried multiple times to buy tickets for a sporting event or a concert the day of. Your success rate may not be all that high because a lot of times you run into tickets that are super expensive. Or you get to the event after buying your tickets and it turns out you're sitting right behind a beam or a pole or something that obstructs your view. GameTime can help eliminate all of those uncertainties with helping you pick up the best tickets you can find the day of. GameTime offers last-minute tickets, flash deals, as well as views from all seats in the venue and their lowest price guarantee plus event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Minnesota Wild pick up a 5-2 win. Over the Montreal Canadiens here tonight. And we're getting to your comments here uh, at this point in the show. So let's fire them off. First, we have on YouTube MPH faceoff percentage Montreal with a 53 to 47 edge. I was actually just going to look at this because I know Jewel and had a good day in the faceoff dots, winning 11 of 17. Beyond that, you had Ryan, uh, Freddie Goudreau, I should say, who won seven of thirteen. Marco Rossi won two of seven. Marcus Johansson went zero for three. Ryan Hartman three of seven, and Connor Dewar three of seven as well. And you know, faceoff percentage is something that it seems like it either doesn't hurt you or it does, and so um, it's one of those things where I I really I pinpoint it when they play a team that can really expose the wild in the faceoff circle. But as I've learned in, uh, in covering the wild over the last few years, what happens after the face-off is equally as important as getting it. So yes, Montreal able to uh, to control the face-off percentage here this evening. Um, although the wilds kept it close and, and Joel Eriksson was able to do his thing um, in there in the face-off circle. Next up for Sloth. Mojo had a great game, I thought. You are correct, sir. Um, I talked about it with the zone entries. Honestly, I, I Johansson was so good at those tonight, and it's something that I think is an underreported element of this power play unit, is having somebody else who can do those zone entries to allow Kirill Kaprizov to be freed up off the puck early so that he can be away from the traffic and thus can get up to the net a little quicker is something that I think this team should look at. I know Alex tweeted about that uh, throughout the night. I fully concur. I know you want to have Matt Boldy up on that unit um, when he's back because he's a good player and a good power play player as well. But Johansson gives him a different element um, when he's out there on that top unit to be able to take that puck and allow Karel Caprizov to cook. As the uh, the kids say, so yes, Johansson had a great game tonight, and it's a tough situation for him and Erickson Eck, too, because they're playing with different guys every time they're out there, and they uh, I think they did just fine um, while they were out there tonight. Back to MPH Marco Rossi, only thirteen minutes here tonight. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, albeit it was thir- it was just under fourteen, but still. You want to see, with the number of players that got booted, Jewel not getting booted, which we'll talk about in a bit, and players um, in the box for large stretches of the uh, second half of that game, would have liked to have seen Rossi get a little bit more time out there. Although what I did see, and I liked it, was Rossi getting some penalty kill time um, in those uh, final couple of penalty kills. And I know that's out of necessity, but he more than held his own, and again was winning puck battles. He had some great shots on net tonight, and so the Marco Rossi train continuing to uh, continuing to be full steam ahead here uh, over these uh, these lo- first few games of the season. All right, we got to get to my boy Kane at Locked On Golden Gophers. Uh, Brock Faber, yeah, we're uh, we're huge fans of Brock ta- of uh, Brock Faber here. Um, That lockdown wilds. You could say, I don't know if we want to go this far, but uh you could say Brock Tober. Um, I'll leave that up to you if you want to uh if you want to go that route for uh for Brock Faber, but he's just looked so solid over these first few games of the season. And the thing that I liked what we were seeing too is he's starting to step up in the offense as well. There were a few instances in which he got the puck. In the offensive zone, and instead of being that perimeter defenseman that holds back and tries to kind of set the play up, he's stepping up towards the front of the net to uh, to try to further move the offense closer to the goalie. So, seeing stuff like that leads me to believe that you know, as as many have discussed, he's starting to add a little bit of that offense to his game. And if he can continue to do that while also being as uh, as cerebral and solid as he is on defense. Sky's the limit for uh, for Faber. All right, let's go to Grant's thoughts on Dakota Mermis here tonight. I thought Mermis was solid. I I, I know he had the fight, which was the, uh, the big highlight for him tonight uh, after John Merrill got leveled by a hit uh, late in the third period. So I know that's going to be the thing that everybody sees. But honestly, the thing that I want to see most from defensemen when they get put in spots like this, is to just not, it's like an offensive lineman in football. If you go through a game and you don't really call a guard's name really at all, that's a good day. And with the top level guys on defense for this wild team, they don't need Mermis to be, you know, they don't need him to to do much more than just his job. And I thought, you know, again, didn't see any notable defensive breakdowns in this one tonight and so I thought Mermis was solid I liked what he was able to do with the wild last year and so he's obviously more than capable of being a fill-in guy for this team um depending on injuries as the rest of the season goes forward uh let's get to Will Eck getting the boot was garbage didn't do anything worse than they did yeah that was I didn't get that at all it was not a great night for the uh the penalty keepers it was not a It just there was a lot of weird stuff that happened uh, in this game. And so it's one of those situations where tonight, considering all of the uh, all the lineup uncertainty that was facing the Wild heading into this game, I am more than happy with the fact that they looked good tonight and they came away with the win, um, albeit against a very inferior team. But yeah, that was that was a shame because that kind of it won't put a damper for us, but that's kind of the final thing for a really solid game for Jewel Eriksson-Eck is that he gets thrown out even though he didn't do anything. But um, real solid game for Jewel Eriksson-Eck here uh, and also from Will. Got a new jersey for Brock Faber. That's a great choice. That is a great choice for a jersey, and uh, I fully support it. Minnesota Wild will play the Los Angeles Kings on Thursday at the XL energy center. So uh, an opportunity to get back home locked on wild will of course have you covered with uh, game content pregame as well as uh, live postcast once again. So uh, thanks for joining us here for tonight's locked on wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild pick up a win. And most importantly, nobody got hurt. That's the big key in this one tonight. So uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in. Make sure that you check out our uh, full array of Minnesota Wild content by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our Locked on Wild content throughout the course of the week. We've got new episodes as well as pre, post, and during game content available for you, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network.